Hello, friends, and welcome to Knockdown Sports Radio. It is March 24th, 2021. It's been a minute, but we're back, baby. Alongside my partner in crime, Cody Teague. What's up, man? What is up, Chris? I am glad to be here, man. It's just, it's nice to talk. It's just nice to talk crap about sports, man. Like, I, I, I miss it. I hate that the, you know, the real world has gotten in our way. But, you know, a lot of positives from the real world for us. But it's, it's good to leave that world for a little bit and get back to what we love. For sure, for sure. And, and the reason I let in with the uh, Jim Nance voice is it is March Madness. We're right in the midst of it. We're in the rounds of Sweet 16 right now. Uh, ACC not looking so hot. Uh, Big Ten, everybody thought they were going to be gangbusters. Not, not so much. But uh, we'll review the brackets in just a moment. So, Cody, man, what you been up to? Uh, it's been a long time. It's probably been it's been about a year. So what we did a we did one of these special episodes, so to speak, uh, around the time that the coronavirus was hitting. So it was about a year ago on our last episode. So what all has changed in the life of Cody Tig and uh, and his sports interest, maybe? <clears throat> well, sports interest is a, I guess, big one. I mean, I've watched. You know, when COVID happened, there was only one sport that come back in Europe before anything else, and that was cricket. So I learned cricket. I still mm-hmm. don't know the positions, but I know cricket. I know how to keep score and all that good stuff. Um, of course, soccer, uh, football, as I call it, was shortly after that. And then, you know, rugby's always been a big thing. Uh, I, like, I like the European sports, Chris, because they come on early in the morning and I have the rest of Monday. Well, see, so. that, that's a problem for me. See, I like to sleep in now that I have a second kid since the last time we had a podcast. Um, that's Yeah, I've, I've got another kid since the last time we made a recording. So uh, sleep is at a premium, especially on my days off and, you know, during the weekends and whatnot. So uh, the early morning sport is not my cup of tea. If, uh, I usually turn, uh, turn into like a West Coast game of some sort around midnight and kind of fall asleep, fall asleep to some of that. But uh, it, it's been crazy, man. But, hey, coaching everywhere, teaching everywhere, uh, trying to get another business off the ground, which you may hear something from uh, later in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, hint, hint on that. Uh, but let's talk a little sports, man. That's the reason we're here. That's the reason let's we're here. Let's do it, man. Let's have, so, a, let's have a good time. That's right. So um, do we have any pop tops tonight, Cody? I don't, man. I don't. You know, I was trying no to be professional. Time. You know, no pop tops. But okay. I mean, we do have. Well, some we'll, st- we'll still, yeah, we'll still call the segment pop tops because we do have yeah. some popular topics here. I, I have a beer. I might have just opened it before we got started. I forgot about pop tops. It's been a year, man. Forget. Come me. on, man. Come I on. Know. My wife. My wife reminded me to do it. That's the sad. Part. Did she really? She did. She did. Thank you, Cody's wife, for reminding yeah. him how to do his show. But, Side of the earth. Uh, she is. She is. She puts up with All you. Right. So. Well, uh, what's anyway. the first thing we got, man? What's the first thing we got? Let's do this. Well, let's talk brackets. All right, let's, let's talk brackets. Let's talk brackets and how they're so, all, I guess, busted at this point from what I know. Literally all of them. Not one in eternity, universe, world, country, state, whatever, is correct. So... Out of the millions of possibilities that you could have had, uh, none of them are now a possibility. And to me, that is a sign of a couple of different things. That's, A, the beauty of the NCAA tournament, because 
you're going to have teams that have off days. You're going to have underdogs, Cinderella's that have, you know, they're going to be super motivated. They're going to come in and, and play their best game. But at the same time, I think COVID has messed up college basketball uh, in the sense of the quality and the, the disparity between the teams as far as, you know, are the big dogs really that much better than, say, the mid-majors this year and things like that. So uh, oh, it's been a silly season, man, to be honest, because teams have had pauses due to COVID. And then, you know, some teams only played like 15 games, but they still made it into the NCAA tournament because they did really, really well in those 12 to 15 games or whatever it was. So what's been your take on the season? Have you followed it much? And sort of what all have you seen so far in the college basketball year and and this tournament? Yeah, so I I haven't followed it that much, I'll be honest. But, of course, I I do have a local team here where I'm at. And when I say local, I mean either High Point University, who had a women's team go in and play UConn, uh, or Wake Forest is right down the road. That's that's my mm-hmm. two teams nearby. And then, of course, you do have the Spartans who put up a good fight against Florida State. I did watch that game. So The Spartans of UNC my, Greensboro, that is, not Michigan State. Yes, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. I forget. Mm-hmm. For the people in Michigan, I apologize. Um, but my thing is, is that we, we've talked about it before, Chris, and I've not liked college basketball uh, since the one-and-done rule. The one-and-done rule has ruined college basketball for me. Um, There's no time to jail. There's no time to get to know your players. There's no time for those teams to really build that relationship that it takes to win games, which is Mm -hmm. where – that's why you have your mid-major, low-major teams win these games because, you know, all these other teams – I mean, take the ACC, for example. Half the the teams in the ACC are just full of one-and-dones. That's just that's just the just that's just how it goes. So I haven't watched basketball since one and done came back, in all honesty. And I think to me that's what killed it. And then COVID just added a different layer to it. To where Wake Forest didn't play for a full month and a half at one point during the season. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you got Danny Manning trying to build Nope, not Danny Manning. No, he gone. He gone. Steve he Forbes, gone. who you want. Steve Forbes. You have Steve Forbes trying to build a team, and he can't do it because he can't go in the gym for a month and a half. So it, it's, it was impossible because they had a bunch of players leave last year, and they had oh, some yeah. transfer out when Danny got let go, fired, whatever you want to call it. So it, it, was, it was an impossible year for teams who have not had players there for more than two or three years which I believe that leads more up to the upsets than anything else. COVID played a factor, but COVID really just layered on the whole one-and-done rule and people just not staying with the team they're with. Yeah, I I agree with that. And then, you know, the one thing that's actually came from COVID is uh, seniors have the option of staying another year if they want. So they don't really use a year of eligibility. Everybody kind of gets a free year. So if you're a freshman, you can be a freshman next year. If you're a senior, you can have one more year, fifth, sixth year, whatever year you're on. So, you know, that kind of attempts to alleviate that, correct? But at the same time, your true one and dones, all they see is their dollar signs. Take, for instance, Dayron Sharp for North Carolina, who uh, officially declared for the NBA draft today. He averaged 10 and 6 in his freshman year. But just, you know, to the eye test, he's big, he's muscular, 
He's quick. He has ballerina feet, for goodness sake. Like, the dude is going to be a problem. He's probably going to be like a top 15, top 20 type pick. Maybe not top five at this point, but he's going to be a solid draft pick for somebody. And, you know, he's like, eh, I don't really want to stay another year. Regardless of who they have coming in or who they have staying on the roster, uh, which is a lot, honestly, and should be a lot. But, you know, he sees dollar signs. So, you know, your theory remains solid in, in that regard. So as yeah. much as they're trying to kind of compensate for what has happened with COVID, uh, at the same time, your true one and dones are still going to be gone. Uh, yeah, but, and, so that, that's a really good point. Yeah, and, and that's my thing. That, that's what killed college basketball in the first place. COVID didn't kill it. Like, I don't want people to think that COVID killed college basketball. That is no. not that is not the case. I don't think people think that. I just think it made it that much more difficult, and that gives people an out to say, "Well, my team didn't do well because of COVID." Like take Wake Forest for example, the the local mm-hmm. team that I know the most about. Like, okay, it killed us because we missed half the season. No, it killed y'all because you can't keep players at Wake Forest because you can't get a coach that wins games. That's what Touché. killed Wake Forest. Touche. So, uh, they went with a name with Danny Manning, and it did not work out very well. Uh, right. for, you know, for their recruiting. But, you know, at the same time, you know, I, co- I have a little personal experience with this because I coached high school basketball this year. I was an assistant uh, at the varsity level this year. Uh, my team were conference champions. We went to the state playoffs. But at the same time, every practice, we wore masks. Mm-hmm. Every game, we wore masks. Every day, we had symptom checks and temperature checks. We could not leave the premises uh, without having every square inch of our gym and equipment wiped down with uh, a special chemical agent. Uh, So it, you know, it was a crazy year. We only had 14 games this year. So like even at the high school level, you played 25 games or so in your regular season. So we had basically half the the number of games. We did not have a conference championship and the seating was done completely differently for the state playoffs. So it was a crazy year at the high school level. So I can only imagine, you know, how much more amplified it was at the top tier of, of college basketball. So yeah. let, let's look at the brackets real quick. And, and you'll notice some of these smaller, more senior laden teams in the sweet 16. So or, today or is not 24th or not. Or right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, but the sweet 16 uh, is this coming weekend, March 27th and 28th. In the West bracket, you have Gonzaga, the overall number one seed who has, been rolling through the tournament and rolling through the entire season, remaining undefeated versus the Creighton Blue Jays, the five seed out of the West. They defeated the underdog Ohio in the second round, who defeated Virginia in the first round. So lots of, again, big names going down in the first round. So Gonzaga and Creighton, I would look for Gonzaga to to clean house there. Mm -hmm. And let's see, yep, still staying in the West. The six seed, the USC Trojans, you haven't heard from them in a while from basketball. Normally you hear from them in football. So good to see them back in the thick of things in the Pac-10, or excuse me, Pac-12 now. Pac-12. And they will face, yeah, they will face another Pac-12 team in the seven seed of Oregon. So that could be a nice little conference rivalry there. Uh, let's see. In the East the number one seed, Michigan, who I have winning the national championship, so my bracket is technically still alive, <laughs> versus one of the only the two ACC teams left in the tournament, 
the Florida State Seminoles. This is going to be one that I'm going to have appointment viewing on this weekend. This is going to be one of my favorite matchups of the of the tournament so far. It will be a good one, yes. So, and the reason I say that is they're both very comparable teams. They're long, athletic, uh, experienced. Uh, so they're they're going to be sort of a mirror image of each other, I think. So that's going to be a, a nice matchup. Also in the East, the 11 seed UCLA Bruins taking on the rolling Crimson Tide of Alabama, which, you ready for this? A two-seed, Cody, in basketball, Alabama Crimson Tide. I didn't even so, know Alabama had a basketball team. See, a lot of people don't. <laughs> SEC, apparently a little underrated this year. Um, so Alabama, very good basketball team this year, uh, can really drain it from three, like really drain it. One of the best three-point shooting teams in the entire country. Let's go over to the South where we have the number one Baylor Bears versus the number five Villanova Wildcats. Villanova has been sort of a a stalwart of the NCAA tournament for the past several years. I still remember the very, very sad days of them buzzer beating my Carolina Tar Heels. The dagger. uh, It was 2017, maybe, somewhere in that ballpark. But Uh, uh, It was before before that, man, because I was still living in Greensboro. Oh, okay, okay. I'd have to go back and fact check myself there, but uh, number one Baylor Bears. Yeah, I'm shocked by that. Twenty fifteen. Yeah, thought we check me. We won in twenty fifteen, homie. All right, twenty fourteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We won. Keep going, Baylor Bears. Seventeen or eighteen. Anyway, yeah, Baylor Bears number one. Uh, They again, long athletic guys. Villanova, your more traditional style team, like always. Even though they've been putting a lot of points on the board, so. I think that'll be a really good matchup as well. And here comes some more surprises. The SEC again showing up as a three seed, Arkansas. Arkansas? I at least knew they had a basketball team. But Arkansas, the three seed into the Sweet 16 against the best-named college left in the tournament, Oral Roberts, the 15 seed. Oral Roberts, the 15, has defeated Ohio State, which was the number two seed in the first round, 75-72, and defeated the number seven Florida Gators, 81-78. So they have skirted by to get to the Sweet 16. We'll see if they are ready for the big time against Arkansas, the three seed. And last but not least, the Midwest bracket, Loyola of Chicago, sister what's-her-face, um, I can't remember her name. Uh, the, the old lady, the old lady nun, uh, the mascot, uh, faces the number 12 seed, the Oregon State Beavers. So, uh, some, some good names there as well. And last but not least, the Syracuse Orange, who I, I don't know how. Like, I'm gonna be honest, I watched the ACC all year, I don't know how Syracuse. A, got into the tournament. B, is in the Sweet 16. Because I did not think they were a very good basketball team in what was a very not-so-great year for the ACC. We, I think, believe have seven uh, seven or eight teams get in with only two left in the Sweet 16. But Syracuse is not one that I would have picked to be there. I think West Virginia should have mopped the floor with them, but the Orange get the win over the Mountaineers 75-72 in the round of 32. So they play Houston, which is a number two seed. Uh, Houston's the Cougars? Yes. Five Sama Jamma, man. Yeah, yeah, I'll say. Okay. So they're bringing back the olden days of some good basketball here. So uh, lots of good games coming up. 
in uh, the Sweet 16 this coming weekend. Any other games that maybe caught your eye there or just maybe that one Michigan-Florida State game? Michigan-Florida State is going to be good. Um, I, this is the first year, I think, in my entire life that I haven't made a bracket. But it's hard for me, and I'm going to eat my words from back in, like, 2012 of me arguing with someone about how Gonzaga is the most overrated team in the history of overrated <laughs> teams. And, mm-hmm. But I, I will have to say – the cohesiveness, the people being there all these years, Gonzaga's going to be your team to beat. Yeah, I mean, I think so. They've, they've not shown any weaknesses throughout the entire season, let alone the tournament. So I think it's theirs to lose. I agree. Uh, but I'd love to see an ACC team like Florida State, who is supremely talented, uh, get up there and give them a challenge. I guess that would be in the Final Four game, since they're on the same side of the bracket. But today is going to be a uh, March Madness-laden-themed episode, Cody, because there are some political things going on. So we touched in the real sports world, right? Okay, we're done with that. That's all. We're done. All right. right. But So now we get to the stuff that we're actually good at, right? We we talk about things and have opinions on things, whether they're good or not. Yeah. So item number one. All right. All right. Item number one. The disparity between equipment at the respective NCAA tournaments. So a picture was posted online. Pretty much, pretty sure it was on Twitter. It was a TikTok, uh, Chris. Come on, get with the twenty first century. Yeah, I got. I, I don't do TikTok, man. I don't either. We're we're officially we're officially too old for TikTok. We're uh, and that makes me those that people. makes me feel old. <laughs> So the TikTokers, um, is that what they're called? I don't know. But so a TikTok was unveiled and it did make the rounds on Twitter, which is where I found it because I'm, you know, not Generation Y, Millennial or whatever they are. Um, Z, something, I don't know. But there was only like one weight bench and a couple of treadmills and that's all they had for like pretty much all the teams. Uh, It wasn't pretty. As you compared to you know, the conference centers at the places where the men's tournament is being held in Indianapolis uh, in the surrounding areas of gym, pretty much a full gym was in those conference rooms ready for people to work out. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. There's the same amount of teams in each tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, same amount of people on each team. They're all in one area in, in, each, yep, yep. Uh, in each of them, San Antonio mm-hmm. and Indianapolis. Yep, but the difference in priority and the difference in allowance and the difference in money spent mm-hmm. between the men's and the women's tournament. So just knowing this information right offhand, what are your initial thoughts? Right, so let me touch on real quick. The TikTok was posted by Sedona Prince of Oregon, okay? Yes. She, she's yes, yes. the one. She's the one that did it. She's the one that posted the – 10 single weight tree that was sitting in a room pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course the second half of the video was the immaculate weight room that the men had. So my mm-hmm. thing is, is that the only reason that it has happened like this, in my opinion, is that the men's basketball makes the money and the women's basketball feeds off the men's basketball. That's kind of what goes on in college athletics unless you're yes. like that unless you're an sec school 
who you know everything feeds off of football like Alabama pays for you know 50% of the sports that happens like I know gymnastics profit gymnastics profits the most off Alabama football so mm-hmm. that's where it all stems from my my thing is is that we would have never known it unless you know Sedona made us aware um correct so I, I do thank her for doing that because I have two thoughts on it. One, why make them so different? I, I don't understand. What What is anybody, like anyone who wants to go to the next level, like I'm sure she will. She's one of the top women's college basketball players in the league. She'll play overseas mm-hmm. somewhere because that's where the money is for the women, not in America, of course. So she'll do that. If she wants to train and continue and better herself, she, she can't do it. But – Huh? These these one and dones, because the women are staying four years. These one and dones can work out anytime they want to. Okay, mm-hmm. so it makes zero sense to me. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of a 19 year old freshman who's gonna go to the NBA, but I can't take care of a 22 year old senior who's about to actually get her degree and go on to do bigger and better things. I, I that's the part that we're supporting the wrong dream here, in my opinion. Um. My second thing is, is who's working out during the biggest tournament of the year? Like, don't you want to keep yourself fresh? Like, I'm sorry. Like, that's been my number one. I know, but that's been my number one question. Like, the last thing I'm going to want to do is work out. But I mean, I mean, I'll be taking advantage of, you know, my singular hotel room and, you know, room service and whatnot. Yeah, but but, that might not keep you in the best playing shape. You know what I mean? But but, uh, but the main thing is, is that that that's we are. I guess how you say we are more proud of these one and dones who we want to work out and make it to the professional basketball level instead of these women who go to school for four years, get a degree, try to make something of themselves. And the ones who want to play professional basketball, they have to play in three different leagues to make enough money as much as the men. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's it. I mean, it has. that's what it comes down to. Yeah. I mean, so, you hit the nail on the head with your very first sentence. It's all about the money. It's all about the dollars. And I'm sure they are not getting as much money this year, obviously from gate attendance, because there are limited amount of seating because of social distancing and things of that nature. So, your stands are like, you know, probably anywhere between 10 to 50% full, depending on where you're at. Um, but at the same time, you still have your TV rights deals that are going to be coming into you. That Those haven't changed because the games aren't being canceled. So you're still getting every advertising dollar that you have. There are 68 teams in the field. Every game is going to be on television amongst the, the different CBS and Turner networks. Uh, and they still get their money. But see, The you, women's you, tournament is, is, is on ESPN family of networks. Exactly. They get a lot of publicity. But at the same time, you're not going to see those uh, smaller or sort of, you know, those four thirteen matchups. You're only going to get to see the Yukons, the the Notre Dames, the Marylands, you know, your top upper echelon, uh, Stanford, South Carolina, NC State this year even, uh, your top upper echelon women's teams. That's all you're going to see on those, ter- uh, on those games and not necessarily every single game. Right. No, you're so, right. And, yeah. And that's what it comes down to. Like, no one has learned how – the only team that people know how to market around in the history of women's sports is the women's national team for soccer. 
Mm-hmm. And even that is a rabbit hole of itself. Okay. Oh Lord, yes. Because so, you know, with all the, the equal pay, the sponsorships, yada yada yada. That's a well, whole different story. Uh, a, whole, a whole different show. It is, but it, but it, but it, it relates. I mean, that's the yes, thing. absolutely. You, you you can't. No one knows how to market the women's game. That, but we already know the men's team has a market for it. So why try? We know where the money's at. So we're not even going to look at it. That's the thing. The women's yeah. basketball is a good product. I ain't going to say that some teams don't lack and it's kind of hard to, to watch sometimes. I can't not say that, but so is men's games. I mean, there's some times where, you know, a 16 and the one seed, it's like, why are these two teams even playing anymore? Mm-hmm. So, but that's the difference between the women's game. You have a one seed who's never lost to a 16 seed because you got the women staying there for four years. So right. why not market those girls and or those women and make the money off of them because you know they're going to win a championship, like because you, because hold on hold on because right, go ahead. they can't make any money on their likeness, which is a whole other show in of itself. Let's see, we've already got two branch off shows for the next few weeks. Yeah, really but 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 that's the thing. Yeah, it's Gino, the same thing though. Yeah, Gino Oriem said it best to me to where he got really pissed off about fans not supporting his team, which is the best team at Connecticut. That's it. There's no better team that's ever played at UConn unless you stepped on a women's basketball court. Mm-hmm. And he can't even get fans to show up to his game. So right. the priorities are different. Everyone has their own thoughts. But to me, we, we alluded to it, even though we went down a few rabbit holes, it's all about the dollar signs. It is. And that leads us into our next topic. Uh, but I should say that Dick Sporting Goods in the yes. uh, San Antonio area did donate equipment to the women's tournament and it got quickly set up uh, i think like several truckloads got delivered to yeah the the tournament site so that was a good on them nice pr move dick sporting goods very so, good. Uh, nice job by them but leads us to the next topic the men's and women's tournaments are using different covid19 tests mm-hmm. so all of this talk about safety protocol our athletes and our employees and our coaches are the number one priority, Cody. Right. You would number think so. Number one priority. You would think so. But, 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 but the men's tournament is using what are called the PCR tests, which are said to be the gold standard for COVID-19 diagnosis, while the women's tournament is, being, uh, is using the rapid antigen test. Now, while that's still a very commonly used test in, you know, the non-athletic world, it is still a less sensitive test, which is more likely to have a false positive or false negative. So, is women's health less important than men's health, Cody? Well, you know, I will say, full disclosure, Chris told me about this before the show started. I did not know about the two separate tests. But... One thing comes to mind as I'm a huge Formula One racing fan. So, of course, I'm watching the Netflix show. And it's funny because mm-hmm. Lewis Hamilton, one of the biggest advocates for human rights at this point, uh, said something about Formula One, which almost rings true for, for college basketball. And the quote was, cash is king. Okay? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the weight room situation and this situation all comes back to cash is king. To where, okay, 
if something happens to a women's team, it's okay. I'm not making as much money off of that. I got to make sure I protect right. these boys over here who, who need to perform day in and day out to make sure that they're on the court to make sure I make money. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's no other way around saying it is that money is the whole thing that we will talk about this whole show almost to where money is going to is the leading reason for everything. And it's really upset that we got to jeopardize women's health who already, you know, they're out here doing everything, the same thing the guys are doing, but we have to jeopardize the women's health for their tournament. Who's, you know, not important. Doesn't make us as much money to make sure that, you know what, we can lose a game from ESPN. They're not paying us as much, but if we lose a game from, you know, Turner sports, we're screwed. So, yeah, I mean, and a quote from uh, NCAA President Mark Emmert says, we have complete confidence in all of the medical protocols that have been put together. All of the, of the health experts say that the protocol that they're using right now in all of our venues and all of our championships is one that has no difference at all in our ability to mitigate risk. Then why so not make them the they same? Admitted they admitted that there are different tests, but they claim that they are the same type of system, same type of uh, regulations that they are doing. Now, that's just code speak. We all know that's code speak. Yeah. For we had to spend all this money to make sure our guys are safe. And, oh, these antigen tests are a little cheaper per, per, uh, per person. Let's go ahead and you know get 5,000 units of those because uh, they're a little cheaper. So, you know, it's it's frustrating, but it's also very telling um, that we're in the year 2021 and we're still having to talk about women's rights. Uh, And, you know, you and I both raised in the South, uh, raised in a conservative household, both of us. But at the same time, you know, the older you get, the more, I guess, uh, seen and visible it is how women are treated differently, whether it be in the professional world, the educational world, mm-hmm. um, and, and now in the athletic world as well, you know, like based on what you said uh, with the women's soccer, uh, women's soccer team, which, you know, they've had lawsuits for equal pay and equal rights and, and things of that nature. So yeah, it's, it's frustrating, but it's telling. So it as you it said, is. cash, cash is very much, king so it it, man it's it's just odd because it's not that the it's not the money that that matters at this point you're still going to get a lot of your money but it's where can we shave a couple of dollars because if you're still getting your same money why wouldn't you use the same test but because your your dividends are going to be the same but because you're a women's sport then you say, man, I, we're not making as much here. How can we save a few dollars? And you get a less reliable test that deals with your health, not only your health, but a potential entire team's health. And if they play another team, another team's health, because we know the incubation period is still several days, you may not know that you have spread it to somebody until after you've been tested positive. Right. And, and, and the difference is, is like you have to think, like you played every game this year with people wearing masks. That doesn't happen mm-hmm. here. And, you know, so I, I don't I don't understand the point behind 
the college teams continuing to play. I'll just be honest at this point. Any college team. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't yeah. make sense to me. The NBA, NFL, all that stuff makes sense to me because those people can isolate in their own little bubble and travel here and there. Of course, it mm-hmm. doesn't happen because, you know, let's be real, people get food and other stuff delivered. But oh yeah. But that's that that's the thing. We we value being able to entertain the general public of America. We value that more than we value a person's life. And that's kind of what it sounds like to me. Like, you know what? More people are going to watch these boys play ball, play ball, but less people are going to watch the women play ball. So let's, let's protect our assets, which saying that out loud now, it sounds even worse, but that's what it is. You're going to protect your quote unquote assets to make sure that you put on a good product and you'll let the product that you know people don't watch as much just fade away which is absolutely just insane to me. This episode of Knockdown Sports Radio is brought to you by Carolina Waters, a fishing and outdoor lifestyle brand based out of North Carolina. They have a selection of performance shirts, soft style tees, hoodies, and headwear for on the town or on the water. You can check them out at carolinawatersnc.com, on Instagram at carolinawatersnc, and facebook.com slash carolinawatersnc. So, just to move on, not so subtly, (laughs) um, two things. That's a topic we can go on for a while about, man, because it it makes no sense. No, it, it does not. And, you know, like I said, it, we both have very successful wives. Um, and, you know, my wife is by far the breadwinner in our family. And I'm proud to say that. I don't mind that. That gives me the chance to be a PE teacher and tennis and basketball coach, stuff that I, you know, truly enjoy rather than having to go to quote unquote work every day. Right. right. So, um, you know, she, she gives me a little bit of a luxury in that sense. Um, so I, I'm very proud of my wife. I know you are of yours, and yep. we want our ladies to be treated just as fairly as anybody else. So. Right. And with uh, with me having a little daughter now, I'm, I'm of the same way. Do I want her to be president? No, not really. I would, wouldn't wish that on her to save her life, but I do want her to be a successful, uh, you know, whatever she decides to be. So, And, and that gives you uh, a new perspective on things now. So that, like, It absolutely does. So there you go. Like, there's there's a lot of people who don't have the perspective i don't i have to go off what i want my little sister to accomplish and she's 11 years old right so Mm -hmm. you know we we want the women in our life to be able to achieve anything they want to our our wives have done it now it's the next generation the same with the women who are playing basketball so that's my last take chris go ahead (laughs) there you go uh so two things on the men's side real quick um Number one, I did forget to mention on the pre-show call, but I do want to get your take. I'm not sure if you saw this, uh, but it reminded you reminded me of it uh, when we talked about Michigan State and the Spartans and Sparty and all that fun stuff. So Tom Izzo, mm-hmm. Lord bless him, is known to be a, a fiery, heated coach, right? Right. Always has been. Always, Always has been. Yeah. So uh, in their first round matchup where they uh i think lost actually they tom izzo had a confrontation at halftime with his player gabe brown 
Now, what happened is Gabe Brown missed a defensive assignment on the last play of the first half. Mm-hmm. His teammates got on to him, and then Tom Izzo proceeded to come over there. Gabe Brown was not having any of the conversation, so Tom Izzo grabbed him by the jersey and pulled him back toward him. Mm-hmm. So you have physical contact between a player, like a young man, 18 to 20 years old, and Tom Izzo, a head coach. Now, you can twist this a bunch of different ways, but this is Tom Izzo's M.O. his entire career. But I think now the times are passing Tom Izzo. Today is not the day where you can grab a student athlete, a player, that has been coddled their entire playing career and told that they were amazing, you cannot discipline a player now without complete drawback, whether you grab them or not. Discipline is even really frowned upon, even at the highest levels now, which is, to me, a shame because, you know, hopefully nobody from my school is listening to this, but if they do, that's fine. Uh, There's players on my team that I would have liked to have had a talk with and disciplined with uh, and, and actually disciplined too, I should say. But at the same time, I knew that that was frowned upon because high schoolers these days and families and everything are a little bit more fragile. Now that may be like, old man, get off my yard. Chris is getting too old for this stuff. But at the same time, you also have to know your clientele, who you're coaching, where they came from, how they were raised things like that. So do you think Tom Izzo was out of bounds to grab his player and discipline him for something that he should have done? <sighs> that That's tough. And, and here's why. Um, you, you never know the upbringing that a kid has nowadays. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's one side of the argument for me. The other side of the argument for me is that a kid should know how to act. And if anyone ever grabs him by the collar, he doesn't need to react. That That's the world we live in, unfortunately. Correct. So mm-hmm. now, if you want my honest opinion about it in terms of what I feel like a coach should be able to do, by all means, yes, I'm all about it. Okay? there There is no... No secret to that, that I absolutely love it. I, I, I mean, as bad as that's going to sound, I love it. But uh, I'm, I'm appalled. I was just speechless for a half a second. I didn't think he would go that direction. Well, but the, the thing is, and this is the part where you and I are, you know, we agree on it because of what you just said, is that it's not those, it's not those times, man. That's the thing. This, that time yep. is over. You have to think it was what, God, eight years ago now where uh, Bobby Knight slapped that kid on, on the chin and everyone lost mm-hmm. their freaking mind. Okay. So that was a big deal then. You're talking almost, God, six, eight years later. Like it's been a while. I might have even been oh, in it's college. Been a long time. Yeah. I think, I think it might have been even longer. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we might have both been in college. So that's my thing. Like if it, if it wasn't acceptable then, there is no chance in hell it's acceptable now. So no. even though I would whether love, we want it to be or not, yeah. 
Yeah, but that's my thing. Like to me, it's completely like to me, it's okay. I mean, because you're you're fighting to win. Like that's what you're teaching that kid and all that stuff. But you can't do that. I wouldn't do that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, grabbing a player that's different. Yeah, grabbing a player is different, especially in a public place like on a basketball court on national television. The the only time you should grab a player is when you're trying to pull them off of somebody. Like if there's a player on player fight. That's the only time you grab your player. Sure. So, but discipline overall, to me, should build character, not tear it down. Um, so, you know, that's just how I was raised. That's the mantra that I've always been taught. That's how I've really coached. You know, even at a middle school, high school level, while I'm a, a fun-loving guy typically and I want to teach the game, whether it's basketball or tennis or golf or whatever I'm coaching – I still want them to have good moral values and be able to learn, be coachable and be teachable uh, and things of that nature. So, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a tough little slippery slope there. Uh, It was a tough situation because it was on national television on the NCAA tournament. I think if this would have happened against a nobody on a regional sports network, I'm not sure it'll got, it would have gotten as much pub. Uh, But at the same time, Tom Izzo is going to Tom Izzo. And I think the, the time may have, may have slightly passed him by. Well, and that's the thing. Like, you, you talked about how shocked you were at my answer. I just – I'm a very left person. That's the thing. Like, I'll share that. But I also think that <laughs> people are soft, and that's where we are now. So, there we go. I'll put it out there. We need to start a political podcast. We need to do no such thing. But it would be fun because <laughs> we are very different, and people would love us. Well, here you go. Are you ready for this? Because I'm going to the dark side, Cody. Oh, are we saving the best for last? Yes, yes, yes. So um, we talked about this a couple years ago when people started kneeling for the national anthem with the Colin Kaepernick controversy or lack thereof and whatever else that you want to deal with that. People did not like me for that. Yes. No, they did not. Um, No, they did not. However, the more I see it, the more I'm leaning your way, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hurry up. Georgetown. Georgetown faced Butler uh, during the regular season. Um, Excuse me. During the NCAA tournament. And Georgetown, as a complete team, assistant coaches, and Patrick Ewing, the coach, um, took a knee uh, for the anthem in response to the Capitol riots that took place on January 6th. All right, so players from Colgate also took a knee. Uh, some, from, uh, some from Ohio State did as well. And a few people from Virginia Tech, Florida, and Drexel also did. But the main one, because they did it in solidarity, and, of course, you have the namesake of Georgetown, a historic name in college basketball, and their coach now being the infamous uh, Patrick Ewing, they did it in solidarity. Every single guy on their knee uh, with the, on the free throw line extended looking toward the flag during the anthem. So, so, just to remind people of your take, Cody, what was your original take on this a couple of years ago? My original take is I was all for it. But to eliminate it, what did you say do? What did I say, dude? Not play the anthem at all. Oh, yes. Okay. Thank you, Chris, because I could not remember. But, no, Chris is right. I am very against playing the national anthem at sporting events. That is – I have not hid that fact. I will never hide that fact. I 
do not see the reason for it. So, yes, I, I'm at this point, that. at this point, every little thing that comes up, whether it be little or not, right? We had, you know, we had a school shooting, just or uh, excuse me, no, school shooting, a, a supermarket shooting, right? The other day, we had a, a nail salon shooting, massage parlor, yeah, quote, uh, quote unquote, massage parlor uh, shooting the other day. Uh, so every little thing that comes up from uh, a standpoint of terrorism, injustice, uh, whoever or however it may be, they're you know people are going to kneel. That's all well and good. They're all to me mm-hmm. kneeling now equals thoughts and prayers. They do nothing Ooh. for they do nothing for the actual cause. Unless, you know, you believe in the man upstairs, which I do. But at the same time, if you're talking about these concepts here, I think they're basically equal. Because we do it so much now, it's not, it's not essential. Like, it, there's no meaning to it. So why not get rid of the platform for people to do it? Will they find another way to do it? Probably. But if it's going to be just uh, a, a, a platform to show something... Uh, to get some sort of attention, whether good or bad, then I think go ahead and get rid of it, rid of it altogether. Get rid of the platform so they can't do it. Okay, so my take is is that <laughs> I knew I'd get you with that one. I I absolutely disagree that you should get rid of it so they don't do it. That is absolutely the complete opposite <laughs> of my thought. I just don't think it needs to be played at sporting events, okay? That song was built to bring people together in the world wars. Like, that's the whole reason the national anthem exists, okay? So... Are you not an American, Cody? Well, I mean, if you ask a lot of my family and friends, <laughs> probably not. But but that's mm. my thing. Like, it, it was not... It was built to bring people together during the world wars. And now it's just it's just there for pomp and circumstance. Like, that's all right. the national anthem is for at this point at sporting events. So you bring up a point about how you should remove it, and they'll stop kneeling. So I want to switch the sports to, to, to my sport, football, soccer, to where mm-hmm. um, over in England, you know, they've been kneeling before every Premier League match, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, um, we have uh, Wilford, Zaha, Wilford Zaha for Crystal Palace, okay? He's a Ivory Coast national and just is playing for the national team during the um, African Cup qualification. Mm-hmm. Okay. The thing is, is that he is, of course, of darker skin color. So he has experienced racial abuse in England. And he said, I'm not taking a knee anymore before the match because it's not doing anything. So it's mm-hmm. not just, it's not just during the national anthem. That's the thing. This is a worldwide thing at this point. There's other countries sure. who, dare I say, are more racist than America, even though that might sound really hard to comprehend, but that but there are. We just we just do it on a national scale because we like to blow crap up. So right. that's my thing is that we have international soccer players who are playing for their country, for their club, who are like, there's no need to nil because it doesn't matter because it's killing the message. So yeah. Doing it during the national anthem to me gives it more of a message. Okay. That's that's the part that I want to get to is that you know, yes, we riot, people riot, 
everyone gets really upset. Why are they rioting? You don't need to do that. Okay, well, we're going to silently protest. We're going to take a knee during the national anthem. No, you're, you, you know, you're going against our country. No, I'm speaking to half a dozen veterans myself and said, well, that's what we fought for. So you, you have both sides of the story and we can't come together. So people even need to pick one or the other. Are you going to get pissed off when people tear stuff down or are you going to get upset because people take a knee during the national anthem? You can't have your cake and eat it too. And unfortunately, Chris, I want to call both of us out here. It's a white thing to where white people want it both ways. And you can't do that. I mean, you have to think just a few years ago, I said, I made a comment about Colin Kaepernick about how he needed to take care of the inner city kids and not play football. So mm-hmm. my thing about that was you got some heat. For yeah, that I got a lot of heat about that. Heat. But the thing is, is Colin Kaepernick doesn't belong in the NFL, but he's doing fantastic stuff for the community. That's right. that's the part that people didn't get that I was saying. I didn't make that very clear. So, okay. like Zaha, so of all people, of all people. One of our only trolls ever that follow this show. And we've had some awesome loyal listeners over the years. Yep. One guy listens one time to one tape and he trolls the crap out of us and right. calls you, of all people, the racist. The racist. I thought it was hilarious. You did not. Uh, no. But at the same time, I mean, no, it wasn't hilarious, obviously. But uh, of the two of us and, and the way that our political. Uh, views align uh, just to pick you out of us was kind of humorous. Right, but, but we, we are, but you, but you and I are very different in, in terms of our beliefs. We were raised the same, but as we've gotten older, of course, I've, I mean, let's be real, I'm way out in the freaking atmosphere at this point compared to what I used to be. Like, there's no hiding sure. that. But my thing is, is that you cannot, you cannot say that there's not a problem and you can't, again, want your cake and eat it too, to where if somebody wants to bring awareness to something, you can't be upset about it. I mean, we, you and I That's do fair. not have this problem. We don't That's have to fair. bring awareness to anything, okay? Yeah. Like, that's it. Us bringing awareness to women's rights is pretty much a push for two white guys at this point. Yeah, so, that's true. I mean, that's that's where we're at, so... Okay, you can be mad at anything you want to, but my God, just make it worth it, okay? If you're going to get mad at someone wanting to represent their skin color or make sure their families are safe and you're mad about that, then I think you just need to rethink your values. There you go. And that's a perfect way to move on to the funny, funnier part of the Georgetown story because their Big East tournament was held at Madison Square Garden. And who was their coach again, Cody? Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing. Oh, yeah. Nick's legend. Name in the rafter. So, uh, have you heard what, what happened to him, Cody? Well, I mean, I, I won't lie to the fans who, you know, the three of them that may listen. You told me before the show, but I did not know before that. So, so what had happened was uh, Patrick, Patrick Ewing, during the Big East Tournament, was stopped multiple times by security asking for his badge. And he basically said, uh, are you joking? You kidding me? Like, there's pictures of me in the hallways, like, on, on the wall. 
my jersey's in the rafter. Like, this is the house that I built. Are you kidding me? Uh, so what, what, what's your, what's your thoughts on Patrick Ewing getting carded, so to speak, uh, several times last week? So he is right. There's no reason that Patrick Ewing should ever be carded, ID'd, anything walking into Madison Square Garden. Okay. No, no. Um, no. And, and so when you first told me this, my reaction was, oh, Lionel Messi, the first or second most popular soccer player in the world was coming off a plane and they were like, hey, yo, Messi, I need your ID. And he didn't even know where it was on his person. Like, he had to find it. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, no, here you go. Like, okay, if I'm looking at Lionel Messi, like, okay, you're the GOAT, all right? I know you're good, okay? Patrick Ewan's not the GOAT, but he's the GOAT of the New York Knicks, okay? Yes. Look, like, I, I don't know. I don't understand it, but I, I think it's absolutely absurd. And, and let's be real. If you look at a picture of Patrick Ewing now, he don't look that much different. The dude hasn't aged. Nah, Patrick Ewing like, has done a great job taking care of himself. I'm like, really? This is what's happening? Like, to me, you should have to go through like a history check on your application to be in a be in a security card at Madison Square Garden to say these are the people you let go anywhere. Well, my thing was, and he like, he is one of them. If I'm the security guy. Okay, say I'm a new security guy. I'm working there, and I see Patrick Ewing walk up. Dude, I'm going to fangirl out. Like, I'm right. like, oh, my God, Patrick Ewing. I hate you for a lot of reasons, but you're also really good. Please come in. Okay? <laughs> like, that that would be me. That's a personal <sighs> statement. Like, I would be like, you know what? I don't like you for a lot of reasons, you know, but that's besides the point. And it's all player reasons, not anything personal because he's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. that that's my thing, like – if I'm working Greensboro Coliseum, you know, ticket guy, and he walks up mm-hmm. like, hey, I need a seat. I'm like, where do you want to sit, Patrick? I'll sit you anywhere you want to. Like, I know who you are. All right, dude, get up. This is Patrick's seat now. Yeah, I mean, you saw me fangirl out over Bobby Crimmins. Imagine if it was Patrick Ewing, okay? So yeah, I know. Good Bobby Crimmins. Still, still kicking. Still kicking. Because uh, he went to the App State. NCAA tournament game. App State of all teams made the tournament this year. So a little local flavor to sort of end the podcast. But as we wrap up here, Cody, any final thoughts on anything we covered today or uh, anything you want to touch on before we head out? No, I just, this has been fun and I've, I've really appreciated it. But the thing that I want to point out is that we had fun at the beginning. We had fun with Patrick Ewing, uh, Patrick Ewing at the end. The thing I want to point out is that even though Chris and I differ quite a bit, we're still best friends and we just want the best for everyone. So like, exactly. I think, I think my main thing that I just want to point out is that let's just treat everyone equally with love. Like that's all I want. Color, sex, creed, religion. Like I don't care, but I, I think until that happens, you and I will be coming and doing this every once in a while and kind of making fun and calling out a lot of people. Yep, and that's kind of what we do. Like uh, we try to make a little bit of sense out of some serious situations, but at the same time have a uh, a sort of a positive but fun outlook at the same time. Uh, and I think that's that's what we like to do. Uh, and we, you know, are trying to better ourselves and better the people around us. 
uh, in the ways that we know how. Like, you know, I'm responsible for 300 and some kids that I teach, you know, every every day. So, you know, I want what's best for my kids at school. I want to give them some some solid values and teach them the basics of decency and respect. And, you know, that's kind of the main thing is you may not think of PE as one of those classes. You know, I'm not the roll the ball out PE guy, right? Those those days are pretty much over as well. You you have to be well-rounded. And I really do a lot of character education in, in my lessons. So I really take the time to, to talk to my kids and try to teach them the, the ways of decency and just, you know, basic humanity, essentially. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, the thing, uh, yeah, no, this this has been fun. I just I just want to make it clear. I'm glad I got to revisit my Colin Kaepernick statement because I was supporting that guy, just not as a quarterback. <laughs> Still not. Nope. Still, not. Still refuse to. Yep. But, Brody, uh, where can they find you on, on the Twitter and anything else that you got going on, man? For the six people who listen to this, you can find me at C-R-T-E-A-G-U-E-008, C-R-T-008 on Twitter. Come chirp at me. I'm always ready for a fight. I hear you. I hear you. And, and now, I don't use it as much uh, or as often or as in-depth as we used to. And I, I don't think you use the, the show account much anymore either. But if you want to see some of our ramblings, whether it be sports, uh, pro wrestling, life in general, you can find our show account at Knockdown Underscore. Radio. Actually, no, that's not correct. It's not done underscore media now. I whoa, forgot whoa, I changed it. That's doing? how often what I use it. Hold on, hold on. We got to redo that. Take two and quit. You can find us at knockdown underscore media. So knockdown underscore media. Yeah, media. Knockdown underscore media. And you can find my little side business that you will hear from mid episode called Carolina Waters, who has sponsored this episode. That's a North Carolina-based fishing and outdoor lifestyle company. Please check it out. Cody has a couple of things from it. We're doing big things over there, uh, and we would love your support on that side as well. Just wanted to thank everybody for listening tonight. We did this via the Anchor app using our phones and AirPods. So that's the reason the audio quality was not quite as high as our typical standard. But either way, we want to thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. For Cody Teague, I am Chris Calicut. And thank you so much for listening to Knockdown Sports Radio. Take care.